0: Episode of the Lunchbox Chats Season Two, Episode Two. <laughs> <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Laura,
1: and I'm Musty.
0: and we welcome you to a brand new, fantastic week.
1: You're in a good mood.
0: Such a good mood. That's I had my tea. I'm like, I'm in such a zone. I have my candles going. I sage you know, did all my little morning rituals to perk me up.
1: Oh, that's cute. Yeah, my candles are going, too. But, I mean, you're just very, like, so happy.
0: I am perky today.
1: Yeah, you really are. Um, Can we talk about how we are now on TikTok? Like, what?
0: Oh, my God. I can P.S. How much, I know our chatters, like, loved Desi, the TikTok queen. We've been getting, like, such great feedback but how obsessed are you with desi
1: yeah she's a good time i my face hurt after that interview
0: oh my god my, mine too my cheeks were like they could not stand like one more laugh she is so cute she's so funny and i'm so glad she came on
1: yeah that was it was a good one it definitely was i just can't believe we're now on tiktok like who are we
0: i don't know i mean we're we're somebody apparently
1: Clearly. But, you know, all the shit we talked about TikTok and now we did our uh, cameo appearance on it. So that's right, guys. Check us out on Desi's TikTok.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love
1: it. Anyway, how was your week? My week was
0: good. I started the weather's becoming nicer. Um, Oh, I actually went down to the Jersey Shore, which Mm -hmm. apparently is a hot spot. I didn't know. Of course, I would go to the Jersey Shore when it's a fucking hot spot. (laughs) But, um But I was away from people. I was social distancing. I have to admit, this was the first time that I was at the Jersey Shore, and I didn't come back with a hangover or still drunk. For me, I have to say.
1: Did you enjoy it, though?
0: I loved it so much, and I didn't realize how pretty the actual shore is, like the beach and the ocean Because every time I went down the shore, it was either, like, with you guys or with friends. And I would just get so drunk that I wouldn't even remember that I was on the beach. And Uh for the first time ever in my life, I was like, oh, there's a shore here. There's a beach. And I was just taking in all of the beauty that is the Jersey Shore. And, I mean, the people were, you know, a little crazy. But the actual beach. I felt like I was in Florida.
1: Oh no, I can't compare the two beaches.
0: Uh, Well, I guess in my mind, that was like, pretend you're in Florida and then it became Florida. There was one there's, I was in long branch, but there's like this like little cove in long branch. And I was like walking where there was no people. And the water was just so beautiful. I was like, wow, this is like really like Florida. So, but it was just really nice to get away and relax and be at the beach And just, like, take some time off. It's so important to just decompress.
1: I agree. Did you go in the water?
0: I splashed myself. Oh, God. The water was actually really, really cold. How any of the people that were in the water, like, didn't die from, like, frostbite. Because (laughs) I was freezing. Like, I put my feet in. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, it was cold. So, and you know me. The only reason i go into the water is like if you're there to like hold my hand (laughs) or if i'm really drunk which is not safe
1: yeah no i was just wondering if you want i didn't think you would either but
0: no definitely not how about you
1: well um you know i had a really good week um you know taking the best of the last bit of summer if you want to call summer that um i'm having because this is not summer summer hasn't been canceled a long time ago but um, you know, getting out, having fun with my friends, um, with you guys and you know, doing my thing. But Debbie was on one this week. I had to post a picture on her Instagram story. So for you for those of you oh and I on Facebook actually. Um for those of you who saw, um I almost lost my shit. So I came home from work. And, um, you know, minding my business, walking into my house, and I don't know what possessed me to look over at her house, because I just don't acknowledge her sometimes unless, you know, she's making a noise or the cats are like meowing or whatever. And I look over. And her lingerie is just hanging from her, what is that? Her clothesline? From her clothesline, yes. And I've never been more mortified and uh, disgusted in my life. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so mad. I was so angry that my, what I did is I posted on her social media because that's how I am.
0: And me, I felt the complete opposite. When you sent it to me, I'm like, go Debbie, you are, how old do you think she is? Like, well into her 60s, for sure. I was going to say maybe 80. Okay, maybe 80. Even better that (laughs) this girl is still, first of all, wearing a bra, wearing clothes in general. (laughs) And that she's, like, hanging it so cute on her little clothesline that when you cropped it and you sent it, it looked like you were, like, on the French Riviera because her yard looks so cute. It's like you're in Provence somewhere. Stop. And she is wearing her lingerie, you know, well into her senior years. Like, she's my role model.
1: No, I I, I can't. And the thing is,
0: is that, you know, I'm not – how do
1: I say this? I think I was just more disturbed because I see her. So now I have like, I had like this really, really morbid image in my brain and I was just not okay. And you know what? And then I, then my other image is that she drives around a convertible. So then I think about her with the top down and that, and it's just not okay. It's just not okay. And she's just, If she was a pleasant old lady, that's a different story. The problem is she's miserable and she's nasty and I just, you know what I'm saying? Like the cat, I don't know. I think she's just nice to cats. That's it. Maybe I need to be a cat or something. I don't fucking know.
0: Maybe see this is why I love Debbie because I feel like she's me when I'm 80 years old like she loves the cats she's wearing lingerie drives around in a convertible (laughs) although I don't know if I would be out gardening but maybe she's like looking for love is Debbie married?
1: no absolutely not.
0: So maybe she's cranky because she's wearing her lingerie and her convertible and like, you know, she still can't find somebody to get it in with.
1: Well, I wonder why. If you're at that age and you're single, there's something wrong with you.
0: I don't know. I appreciate that, B. I'm all for her. You keep wearing it, girl. Ugh. You keep it on.
1: No, she's... I can't. Anyway, moving forward. Um, have you been watching anything on Netflix?
0: Yes, I finally started watching Selling Sunset. Okay,
1: tell me what you think.
0: Okay, so at first I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like it did not grab my <laughs> attention because because everybody was raving about it. So right. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. And I watched it and I'm like, what is this? Like I didn't understand. But then I started getting into it. And I love that it's based around real estate and houses, because that's definitely my favorite part. I think the characters, I don't know. There's something about the girls that are still a little off. I'm still trying to figure out who I like, who I don't like. Because one, in one episode, I'll like one girl. And then the next episode, I'll be like, I fucking hate her. But so far, I like Mary.
1: Yes, I told you. She's my favorite.
0: Yes, I love Mary. I love Mary's fashion sense i love mary's taste in homes i don't necessarily love mary's taste in men but i mean is it can we talk about that no i I I,
1: think he's cute
0: i'm only up to season two episode one and of course i went ahead i think she gets married to him
1: or did you want me to confirm or not
0: no don't confirm okay but i was just like girl what goes on? Like, first, yes. Is he a pretty boy? 100%. Do I think that he is the one for her? No. See, I disagree.
1: I, You know me. I, I think age is just a number. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. I think he's gorgeous. I think that he grounds her. Because, um, hello. That's Her, her ex-husband. Or her ex-husband. I'm sorry. Her ex-bay was that short.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ew. Like, how, you Wait.
1: both- what?
0: okay i'm sorry yeah tangent can we talk about how these short little twins get so many women
1: uh well honey it's the money come on it's because it sure ain't the looks that's for sure
0: uh, that's what thomas said yeah i was watching thomas like walked into the room he's like what are you watching now yeah. and i'm like selling sunset and i went off on a tangent of how these like men these twin boys boys have, like, yeah they're not children. men
1: they're boys yeah
0: get with all these women. I'm like, I don't get it. They're getting with these, like, six feet tall women. Like, how does it even work in bed? Like, you're literally climbing her. I know. I I don't get it. And he's like, it's the money. But anyway, go ahead. You're talking about Mary's.
1: Oh, well, no, I'm I'm just saying I think that, like, from her her ex to where she is now. Listen, you're always upgrading. That's always upgrading. That's why they're exes. You keep it moving. You move forward. You do better. So, to me, that's how that's how I envision Romaine. So that's, I'm, I'm all for it. I ship the relationship. I think they're good together. Um, she's my favorite. And I agree with you. The first, um, I told you, the first season, you're like, what am I watching? But I promise you, keep watching. It gets
0: better. Okay. So I think I'm going to keep watching. I was totally judging Romaine because I don't really know him that well yet. Mm -hmm. And I just knew him like he sent me off when he was like, I'm not ready for children and Mary's ready. And I'm just like, you guys aren't on the same page. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. But I have hope in Mary that she Mm -hmm. she just makes the right choices in life.
1: Okay, Um, what do you or how do you feel about Christine?
0: Oh, so Christine, (laughs) I mean, there's part of me that fucking loves her because I feel like she's just like that bitch that you love and like she just she's just a go-getter and she's just out for herself and there's something about that that I really respect but then on the other side it's like at the end of the day I don't think that she's a team player Mm. and that I can't respect where Mm -hmm. it's like you can't go and like stab people behind the back I don't know. And again, like, I don't really know her. All I know is season two. She shows up and she's fucking engaged. And I don't know what's going on. And I don't know. She's, I don't know whether I like her. She's the girl that I don't know whether I like her or I hate her.
1: Keep watching. That's all I'm going to say. Uh Oh,
0: okay.
1: Keep keep watching. She just, I can't. And um, what do you, how do you feel about Chrishell?
0: Okay. So, Chriselle, I really like her. I think she's really sweet, but there's something just, like, off about her. Mm -hmm. And I can't put my finger on it. It's like, are you really that nice?
1: Her smile bothers
0: me. Is that weird? Maybe it's her smile that's off. Like, something's off, and I'm just like, none of this makes sense. I don't get it. But so far, she's the new girl. She's the underdog. I'm rooting for her. And honestly, like, I hope she just shows, like, all these bitches that, like, she can get to the top of the real estate game.
1: Okay. Well, we'll have to revisit this conversation because keep watching. That's all I have to say. And
0: and Heather, can we talk about Heather?
1: Oh, I can't, but go ahead.
0: Who I'm going more towards I don't like Mm. versus I do like Mm -hmm. because she is i think i feel like she's the person who's gonna stab you behind your back Uh, i don't want to i'm not
1: gonna say anything i won't say Oh my god i can't wait to
0: watch the rest of it Excited. and
1: the i mean there's the two other ladies in the office um what maya is maya that's her name right maya
0: oh that's like the latin one
1: uh israelian she's israelian
0: she is yeah so who's the one from miami
1: no, she's not. Yes, she, she goes back and forth from Miami to L.A. So oh, she's, she's not. Israeli. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, whatever. I love her.
1: Yeah, I really me too. Like I, I, re- I I do enjoy her. Um, And then Davina.
0: She just needs to go and be in her black hole. Yeah. I've never oh, thank seen you. somebody thank you. so miserable and like so like, ugh about life like girls stop
1: yes and uh, just keep watching i cannot i i don't even know why she's on the show i mean i get it why she's on the show but she needs to get off the show that's all i'm gonna say i can't
0: watch well thank you for the recommendation i guess i do like it more than i thought
1: yeah it's that's why we have to talk about it that's why we talk about things here um so I started watching Sweet Magnolia Magnolia or Magnolias whatever. Oh yeah, how was uh, it? So far so good. Um this was a suggestion from my sister. Um I like it. So far so good. However, um I was getting or I, no, I was. I, I am getting the Heart of Dixie vibe. Ooh. Yeah, but and I was telling this to my sister but she's like keep watching. It's not what you think. So now I'm like, well, what the hell? Because I'm i enjoying it so far. I mean, it's taking me forever to get through it because everything, like, you know, so I'm just busy, but, and also these freaking episodes are so long, but um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm anticipating some plot twists or whatever, but I like it. Oh my God. I have to watch it.
0: It's on my list. I thought, like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Heart of Dixie, but. So that's why I thought I would like it. But I'm going to watch that next after selling Sunset for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, that was the order that I did. But, um, any hoots, let's get into Hot Topics if that's okay.
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: So, what's her name? Danielle Staub. Is that her last name?
0: Yes, Danielle um, Staub.
1: Who is no longer on the Housewives in New Jersey. They respectfully asked her to never come back. <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, last season it was dramatic.
1: Um, She was evicted. From her ex husband, what was his name? Oh my god, I forgot. I don't know, but I liked him. I poor guy. I feel so bad for him. Anyway, really nice guy. He was on the show, I forget his name. Um, and for some godforsaken reason, when they got the divorce, he let her stay in the house or I'm sorry, I guess he was didn't have a choice at the time to let her stay in the house and like she was fighting, but they were like cordial. But now it's set that he's finally evicted her ass and they went to court and she needs to get the hell out of there.
0: Thank God. It's like finally this like woman is getting, you know, what she deserves karmically because I feel like she just used this poor guy mm-hmm. for his money. And what's her face saw it all along, Marge. Yes. She, yeah, she's like, guy, whatever your name is, you are being used. Like you're being sucked into this. And I I don't know, like I could tell from the show, like he really did love her.
1: Yeah, he did. He really and did.
0: She's just fucking Danielle. And I mean, you get what you give, girl.
1: I wonder what she does outside of the show. Like I you know, like who is she without the show?
0: I don't think she's anybody maybe like a, i don't know i have no idea
1: that's a great question uh, speaking of shows my girl wendy william is coming back for another season whoop, 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 whoop. i know so she's coming back september 21st you know we should really get a sponsor from her for how much i talk about her but that's besides the point i'll reach out to her people <laughs> um so she's coming back and i guess they're doing things a little different but she's actually going into the studio but she doesn't have her audience which laura How lucky are we that we went right before this shit
0: happened? I was just thinking about that. It was, like, literally perfect timing. I am so happy we went. That was probably, like, one of the best experiences ever to, like, Mm -hmm. be part of that show and, like, to feel that energy Mm -hmm. and even to just feel her energy. And it, it really does suck that she won't have a live studio audience anymore So it's going to be interesting to see, like, how is the show going to be produced?
1: That's what I'm saying. And, like, I mean, with all due respect, the audience makes her show. I mean, that's who, you know. And she's staying. Like, she always says we're her co-hosts because we make the show. But uh, didn't you win something that day? Yeah. What
0: did? Oh, my God. What did I even win?
1: I think it was, like, a bed cover or some shit.
0: I think it was, like, yeah, it was, like, a bed, a mattress cover. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I went and I I danced. Uh,
1: yeah. She twerked, <laughs> you guys. You can call it. She, she twerked.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe. Like, this is just, that's just typical me. Like, girl who does not know how to fucking twerk, volunteers to go twerk in front of a fucking live studio audience. That was like, so
1: funny. Then you I won. I just can't.
0: And, and then it's... I won a mattress cover. Yeah.
1: I mean, because you did well.
0: I mean, a mattress cover would suffice for the twerking that I did. I mean, I don't know what else that they can give me. It's like, yeah, a mattress cover makes sense. <laughs> I forgot.
1: And then we went out and drank and ate. Oh, my God, that was so funny.
0: It was such a good this day. But like, I'm excited for Wendy.
1: Yeah, pre-pandemic. Anyway, and moving on to your girl, Brittany. She is making a stand.
0: Yeah, so Brittany has requested to have her father, Jamie Spears... Um, taken off as her conservator, and he's been her conservator for more than twelve years. So I think this whole free Britney movement has finally opened our beloved Britney's eyes, and she's like, "Papa, fuck your shit. I'm done. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a free woman. I'm not a girl. I'm not a woman, but I'm free."
1: Yeah, I don't. Oh, that was a good. I like what you did there. Um, that was really good. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think. I think this says a lot for her. I think she's regaining her voice back. I think she's taking a stand and I just hope it works in her favor.
0: Yeah. Pandemic like really worked for Brittany. Yeah. And it was like the perfect time. Her fans were home. Like she was making all these videos. I mean, I still think she's a little, you know, out there, but that's just Britney for you. It's, she just needs to be free. She needs to be her own woman. And I just hope that she continues on like a very safe and healthy road.
1: Uh, yeah if you say so
0: yeah so this week's hot topic meat not hot topic the meat of our show was actually inspired by my wedding planning because can I just tell you how many fucking decisions I need to make in a given day about weddings bridal showers bachelorette parties like do you it's insane
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I can't even imagine what you and everyone going through I, I just it's a lot
0: it's crazy so I started to find that after having like all my whole day would be taken up with like making decisions about my wedding and like you know by the end of the day I was just like you know what I don't give a fuck do whatever you want like I'm out like I can't make any more decisions And I would wake up the next day and I'd be so upset that I gave over all of my decision-making power to my fiance. Because even though he's a great decision-maker, you know, aesthetically, I feel like I'm the better (laughs) decision-maker. So I was having a conversation with my friends about it. And one of my friends said that I am suffering from decision fatigue. Have you ever heard about that? No. So it's an actual thing. And I didn't even know. So basically, I was reading this whole New York Times article about it, and I wanted to bring it to the chatters because I'm sure there's a lot of us who, by the end of the day of making decisions, we are just so fucking tired that we don't want to make one more decision. And basically, according to the New York Times article, the decision fatigue, it's like you're not consciously aware of even being tired, but you're low on mental energy from making decisions all day. And the more choices you make throughout the day, the harder each one becomes for your brain. So you then it becomes, with decision-making, one, you either become restless and you don't think about the consequences. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or two, like me, you do nothing and avoid making any choice. So it's basically like when you have a million decisions coming at you, you either just don't give a fuck and you just do anything or you just do nothing. So – Mm -hmm. So what do you,
1: so the more decisions you make uh, in what a one day period or or like a week?
0: It's basically just the more decisions you make, even if you're going out to Target and you're going through the aisles, you don't realize it, but your brain is actually making decisions while you're going through the aisles. And, like, you're getting so mentally drained. And I I was reading that this is the reason why they put all that candy at the counter. Because by the time you get to the counter, you're so mentally tired. You don't even know that you're mentally tired. That you're more um, prone to impulsively buy a candy. And that's sort of, like, a restless decision. Because you're not, your brain's not functioning anymore. So you're like, let me just get the candy.
1: Wow. And that's why they put it there sneaky
0: isn't that crazy there's this like whole study of the way supermarkets are even like set up to like they like look at your brain your decision making process and they place things in accordance to how you work so it's all strategy yeah
1: strategic that's but it's so smart isn't it yeah
0: so it's really all about how do I not reach this decision fatigue? And I just thought of like the moms, especially in our family, right? It's like, you're just constantly making decisions all day long, like for your children. Like, how do you not go into overdrive Mm. or even at work? Like, you know, when you have back-to-back-to-back meetings, by that last meeting, you're like, fuck you, fuck this, I'm over it.
1: Yeah, I girl, can I relate?
0: Right? So basically what the solutions are is one don't schedule the back-to-back meetings and two it's really about setting up a schedule for yourself so that you're not in constant decision making mode so you kind of want to like pre-plan your week and set up a schedule of okay and now I'm going to work out at this time every week and we're going to eat dinner at this time every week. And while that sounds boring, it actually works to give you more mental energy and you're, you'll actually be better at decision-making in the moment. If you do that. I like it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but
1: I think it's hard to, so when you wake up in the morning, I mean, I will just speak for myself on this, but like, you know, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, all right, I have this to do at work today. I have this session, I have this meeting, like for myself, whatever. So it's kind of hard because my days are I guess, planned. So then, and then when you come home, you're like, all right, am I going to the gym? Am I going, am I going out or am I, am I making dinner? Are we go? you know what I mean? So like, there's, there's a constant decisions that need to be made throughout your whole day. Exactly. So that's
0: why like they suggest, It's like you set up a schedule. So not everything has to be planned. Obviously, we have to live in the moment. But for things like, you know, what are you going to wear? Like instead of just waking up and already in the morning start to make decisions of, oh, my God, what am I going to wear? The best thing to do would be the night before or maybe even like the week. Like you set up like what you're going to wear all week. And that's why uniforms work so well. Like Steve Jobs what he did was he literally just woke up every day and he had a black uniform and it was one less decision to make. Mm. So the goal is to already to make decisions ahead of time when you already have that mental energy so that you're not using it on like minute tasks throughout the day.
1: And I, think, it, sorry, I think, sorry, I think that's why I love meal prepping so much.
0: I was about to say, like I thought of you and why meal prepping works mm-hmm. is because you don't have to think about it. And it's, like, you're not using that extra willpower in that moment to, like, make any decision for yourself. Um, because. It, sorry, go ahead. No, because if you come home, like me, and it's, like, oh, my God, what am I going to eat? Am I going to actually sit here, spend the time to make this healthy meal, or am I just going to order Chinese food? I'm obviously – my willpower at that moment, especially at the end of the day, it's just, like, I have no willpower. So, it's, like, it's easier. You go for the easier and – most of the time, not healthy option of ordering out, ordering that Chinese food.
1: I was about to say, girl, you're going to be ordering Chinese food. I know you too well.
0: Yes, girl, you know that's me. Yeah, well, and I'm not hating because I I would be the
1: same way, but I do agree, I think. And and how do I, in my decision-making process, I guess, meal prepping assists me so much because it it keeps me on track of what I should be eating um, healthy, I should say. But that doesn't mean that I don't splurge here and there. You know what I mean? I do have my cheat days. Don't get me wrong. And since um, I'm getting my shit together in that regards, because there is weddings coming up galore. So I have to get Mm -hmm. my fit together. So that is assisting me for sure. And then I agree. There's some days where you're just spent like how many days or like how many times do you and I like, we're like, oh my God, it was the longest day ever. I'm exhausted. You know, we're supposed to be podcasting. We're like, oh, we have to do another day. We're just like done. You know what I mean? And yeah. we'd rather just come home and Netflix and Chinese. And that, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? But I also think that's also a decision to be made is i rather Netflix and Chinese than, you know, um, do this phone call or go run an errand after work. You know what I mean? I think that, too, isn't a decision in itself. For sure, yes.
0: But that's why, like, the scheduling works so well. Right. So I, <clears throat> so I have, like, three ways to help with decision fatigue. So if you're a mom or you're a busy worker, or if you're like a bride to be like me who has a million ways or million decisions to make in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, it's make hard decisions in the AM. So basically you have to look at the hardest decisions you have to make or even like the hardest tasks. <laughs> And it's literally, no, there's like research that's backed by this. It's like you, it's almost like ripping off the bandaid, like get the hard shit done first. Like do not wait. Don't do, so me, I actually used to do all the easy little things first and I was doing it completely wrong. So basically you're supposed to do the hardest, most difficult things first. And then as the day goes on, when your mental energy is sort of being drained throughout the day, like you won't have to like think as hard.
1: Right. So it's to Chinese tonight or not to Chinese tonight.
0: Exactly. Like I need to make that decision as soon as I wake up.
1: Right. Oh, uh, this is a side note. Sorry. Do you um, get your clothes out the night before? Yes. Me too.
0: Yes. It's a big thing for me. I think it's because I went to Catholic school my whole life and I like wore a uniform. It's like I like to know what I'm wearing in the morning because I guess subconsciously, like I really don't like making like a lot of decisions. So it's like I get it out of the way.
1: Oh, my gosh. Me, too. And, you know, this is sounds so corny, but like sometimes this is so, so, so bad. But sometimes there's times where I don't do that because I'm like, oh, I'm being like spontaneous living on the edge and I don't get my (laughs) clothes out. How pathetic
0: is that? I know it's like living on the edge in your 30s,
1: right? Like I it's uh, sorry, I I just was thinking about that. Sorry, continue.
0: (laughs) I love it. So the second thing you can do to help with decision fatigue is what I've been saying set up a schedule Mm -hmm. and what that looks like is like one of two ways. One, you can look at your week, your month, and you can, like, set up times for your workout. Like, what are you eating? And, like, delegate times. Or something that also helps is, like, each day can be de- can be dedicated to something different. For example, mm-hmm. when you pay your bills, right? Yeah. So, I know I'm constantly, like, every day you get mail and it all comes. So... You know, sometimes I open it right away and I'm like, oh, my God, let me pay this now. But with decision fatigue, we now know that's not good. So it's about setting up a day in the week or in like a couple hours throughout that day to look at your finances. And that will be your dedicated day to finance. And, you know, let's say it's a Wednesday. So any other day, unless, of course, it's an emergency, you will not look at finances unless it's a Wednesday. Because then it's almost like you're setting yourself up to get into that mental focus, knowing that okay, on Wednesday is when I will deal with my credit card bill or with whatever finance I have to do.
1: You know me too well. that's exactly what I do.
0: I figure i when I was reading this, I was like, SE must not have any decision fatigue. <laughs> Because I was reading, I was like, girl, like, this is, this is actually like, to a T, like, because you're a planner.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I do set up a day uh, for the month, or whatever, I get my bill, and, bills, I should say, and I set it up, and I'm like, hey, I'll pay my bills tonight, and, you know, next morning, they're mailed out, or they're paid
0: exactly so it's about like setting up systems for yourself where it's like you're like like me like I'm scattered everywhere because I'm like what's going on so like (laughs) setting up days where it's like okay this day like let's say for my wedding like this day is the day I'm gonna think about wedding this Mm -hmm. day I'm gonna think about finances this day I'm gonna think about creative projects and it's about really setting up themes for your life so it's almost like You can really, when you actually get to that day, you can be so present and bring all of yourself to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I will say it's, it assists me because it's out of sight, out of mind. I did it. I don't have to worry about it. You know, nothing's going to be turned off. You know what I mean? That's how I feel when I accomplish it. I, I rather, and I'll be honest, like, do I let it sit there and linger? No, because that shit gives me anxiety.
0: Exactly. Well, you're, you're special. Like, that's exactly like how it should be. It's like, you get it done. You have your day. You stick to your word, and then it's over.
1: Yeah, but I, I do. I really do stick to my word. And yeah, and if it's out of sight of mind, bye.
0: Yeah, but a majority of people are like, oh, I'll get to it, and then like Wednesday comes, they don't get to it, and then Thursday. And what ends up happening is they already become overwhelmed by not doing it right, Wednesday right. that they don't even do it Thursday. And that's when procrastination sets in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's almost like you think of setting up a schedule is kind of like taking away your freedom, but it's actually giving you so much freedom because you're going to have so much more space to think about and do other things. Cause you're not occupied by all the little things that you have to do. I love this. Yeah. And then the third and final thing is to set up things in advance so that you don't have to think about it. So like that Steve jobs example or the SC and me example, <laughs> it's like you set up your clothes ahead of time or you set up your meal prep ahead of time. Like, everything's just done in advance, but of course, like with pleasure, like nothing should seem so robotic and oh my God, like I must do this. Like everything should, you should do it from a space of like, this is going to give me so much more room to have fun. So it's almost like take on your tasks and look at it like a pleasurable thing to do. I love that. Yeah. So that's, so that's what I wanted to bring cuz I feel like you know what if I suffer from decision making fatigue I'm sure some of our chatters do and I wanted to just share with you guys like what I found.
1: No, I love it. Thank you. And because it's a thing, it really is. And you know, we're here to help. We're here to talk about it. We're here to see if you guys can relate um you know and tell and share with us how you guys feel about it because you know, here's the thing. I think that especially with everything heightened right now and within the world that we're living in um it's everything we're all we're all stressed we're not knowing what's happening it's the unknown we're literally living day by day um we don't there's a lot of uncertainty and I think even with making a little small decision throughout our day it's a lot um it's a lot it's causing more anxiety more stress on us even though like before those things wouldn't have mattered and now it does because of what's going on so we're here to assist let's talk about it
0: Exactly. And that's such a good point. Like, especially in pandemic, when things are just, yeah. I mean, even like post pandemic, I don't even know if we're post pandemic, but like things are so uncertain, that setting your life up for some certainty, actually, I feel gives you much, some type of like stability and like some ground to stand on. So it's like, and that allows for more freedom in your life. So it's, yeah, it's all about like the little things that you can do to like really help yourself, especially in these times. So very well said. Eh?
1: Well, thank you. I just, I think we are, we, we have a lot, we all have a lot going on and um, you know, we've said this here before and you know I'll say it again, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. That's communication is key. So Let's just go get through it together. We're still in this. Um, I don't know when this is ending, but, <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're, we're just got to keep trucking through because that's all we can do right now. And I, I hope that it ends soon. But if not, at least we have one another and you guys get to listen to us bitch and complain and and uh, go through it with you guys. So here we are. Yes.
0: And we are here for you guys. Anything you wanna say, comment on. We are here for it. We are like your friends, so please feel free to reach out to us at any time.
1: Yes, absolutely. What Laura? Yeah. Fan?
0: So at what are you grateful for this week?
1: Um, I'm definitely grateful for my friends. I'd be a hot mess without them. Um, I love each and every one of them. I have my circle, my core. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for them. We've uh, all been through it and we always lean on one another. And this week we, we had a lot of fun this week. It was a, it was a good time. Um, they never, never disappoint. So I'm just very, very fortunate to have an amazing group of people around me that, um, years and years and years of friendship and I, I love them. So shout out to all of them. They know who they are.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm actually grateful for my friends this week, too. Because oh. Yeah, so I had a midweek meltdown. And, of course, like, as soon as we hopped on, like, a Zoom call. And it's just, like, your friends are just there to, like, they're so, like, your extended family. That, like, your chosen family, almost. Mm-hmm. And they, like, really get you. And they want to see you grow. And they want to support you. And they want to help you. And it's just so nice to know that you have this, like, go-to group that loves you no matter what. And I just love them so much. And I, I really don't know where I would be without my friends. Same. Yeah. So um, thanks for, I feel like we need like the friends theme song going on
1: right now. <laughs> uh, I don't have that as my uh, sound thing here. Sorry.
0: Damn. As the Teller Chatters where they can find
1: us. Absolutely. iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast. Please head over to our Instagram page at Lunchbox Chats, our Facebook page, The Lunchbox Chats. And when you get a second, please go back to iTunes and rate us. Um, You guys, so next week we have a special bonus episode coming to you. So stay tuned for that. And as always, we love you. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. And until next time. Peace out, guys. See ya.